as the Christmas story continues, eight days after Jesus' birth, Mary and Joseph took him to Jerusalem to be circumcised. And a man named Simeon sang a song of hope in a dark time. Mary and Joseph brought Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. It's written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male will be dedicated to the Lord. They offered a sacrifice in keeping with what's stated in the law of the Lord, two young pigeons. A man named Simeon was in Jerusalem. He was righteous and devout. He eagerly anticipated the restoration of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested on him. The Holy Spirit revealed to him that he wouldn't die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Led by the Spirit, he went into the temple area. Meanwhile, Jesus' parents brought the child to the temple so that they could do what was customary under the law. Simeon took Jesus in his arms and praised God. He sang, Now, Master, let your servant go in peace according to your word, because my eyes have seen your salvation. You prepared this salvation in the presence of all peoples. It's a light for revelation of, to the Gentiles and a glory for your people of Israel. His father and mother were amazed by what was said about him. Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This boy is assigned to be the cause of the falling and rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that he generates opposition so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your innermost being too. Simeon had seen many babies come for the ritual of circumcision and cleansing in his many years. It was a ritual that continued the ancient tradition of his people, a sign that through everything that they had been through, disease, war, exile, occupation, all of it, they were still there. When Simeon meets the child that would be Messiah to his people, he does something very human. He took the baby in his arms and he sang out for hope for a better future. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, who belonged to the tribe of Asher. She was very old. After she married, she lived with her husband for seven years. She was now an 84-year-old widow. She never left the temple area, but worshiped God with fasting and prayer night and day. She approached at that very moment and began to praise God and to speak about Jesus to everyone who was looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. Anna had lived in the temple for many years as a widow. The rituals of singing the mourner's Kadesh, fasting and prayer, those had become her existence. 
When Anna meets the child Jesus, her songs of mourning change to songs of praise. These past many months, singing together in places like our church, it has been discouraged and for good reason. With COVID, singing is like coughing continually for a few minutes, and it's not a great idea these days. Anna and Simeon had lived many years, years, under military occupation. And yes, they they dreamed of better days, but they felt powerless to do much about it. This pandemic is bigger than any one of us. The best we can do is to observe limiting our contacts, washing our hands, wearing masks. Beyond that, though, we simply need to wait. And I'm going to be real with you. I'm frustrated. I don't know how the coming year is going to go. And I I know that there's a lot of changes coming. But I'm watching some of my favorite haunts go out of business. Places across the street that friends of mine have poured their lives into following their dreams of starting a business. And they're closing. And I feel powerless to do much right now. This Christmas, I missed the energy of the youth pageant. I missed seeing you, the people I love. I missed getting together to belt out the carols. And I think back to Simeon and Anna, feeling powerless to change the fact that their nation was under occupation and there was little they could do beyond wait. And that moment came when they were inspired by the Christ child to sing out their hope. And all of this got me thinking of the singing revolution. Do you know about this? The tiny Baltic nation of Estonia had been occupied by the Nazis and then turned over to the Soviet Union at the end of the war. Now, compared with the might of these occupying powers, little Estonia had no hope of revolution, of taking up arms. Yet back in the 1980s, the innermost desire of the people of Estonia was to be free. They claimed their power through what the world thought might seem weak. They claimed their power by coming together to raise their voices in song. It was an extraordinary show of mass defiance in the Baltic region of the Soviet Union. Whenever you give free speech to people, then things get out of hand. This singing together, this was our power. If 20,000 people start to sing one song, then you just cannot shut them up. It's impossible. What role can singing play when a nation is faced with annihilation by its neighbors? Can culture hold a people together? The small country of Estonia has faced these questions.
think that uh, to have freedom through singing was the most important thing maybe in my life. Like Simeon and Anna, God's Holy Spirit inspired them to sing out, to raise their voices together, to claim their hope, to claim their joy. So on this last Sunday of a terrible year, I want to tell you something. The day is coming when like Simeon and like Anna, we're going to sing out together. That day is coming. The day is coming when our voices are going to come together like never before to speak and to sing out for justice for all people in this land. The day is coming when we will sing out to celebrate our victory over this virus. The day is coming when we will speak up to transform and save this planet and all that dwell upon it from the danger that we are in. That day is coming. The child that was born to Mary and Joseph still causes people to lift up their voices and claim their hope. We're living in some dark days, and they aren't over yet. Each day, though, more and more people will be inoculated with the new vaccines. Thank God. And the day will come when we can once again sing together. I don't know when, but it's coming. And it's going to be more than just singing out a few hymns on Sunday. When the day comes for us to sing out, we're coming to claim a better future. We've seen what isolation, what fear breeds. And we're done with that. When light breaks on this present darkness, we will rise to meet it with renewed hope. I don't want to go back to what we had before. In the name of God, I want better. I want to see more justice done on the streets in our city. I want to see compassion for those who have suffered more than their fair share. I want to see Christ's inclusivity of all people proclaimed by all who follow in his way. I want to see mercy for anyone who has been treated like they were worth less. I want to sing out and speak up for the kingdom of God. And more than anything, I want to do that with you together. I want us to join together and raise our voices, praising God and claiming our inheritance for a better world. That day is coming and we'll be here soon. Are you ready for it? We pray with me. Lord Jesus, the spirit that was in you inspired Simeon and Anna to sing out their hope.
The spirit that was in you inspired the people of Estonia to sing out for their innermost hope for freedom and a better future. Inspire that spirit in each of us today to be ready to sing out soon. To sing out for racial justice, mercy for refugees, inclusion for, of people of all genders, and in support of those essential workers who have risked so much these past month for the good of all of us. Inspire our voice, voices, dear God. Amen.